podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Trampled Bet podcast for the weekend of Saturday, September 10th, 2022. I'm your host, Andy Vaughn, and with me, as always, is Gordo. Aloha. How's it going, Andy? I am all right, thank you. Not too bad at all. I did not have a very good week last week, but we'll get into that very shortly. Uh, joining myself and Gordo this week for his third week in a row, three of three, Mr. Joey Slenzak. How you doing, Joey? Hey guys, I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, we're doing we're doing okay. We could be better. Um I had uh not a great not a great week last week on football betting, but I uh, made up for it with uh, live golf. So as the uh, members of our Patreon will will be aware. Um so a, a bit of a saving grace, but I did get the weekend off to a good start football-wise with my banker bet. So let's dive straight into the picks from last week. My banker, Saturday at noon, Paderborn to beat Magdeburg, which they did 1-0 at odds of 1-2. So another banker in, um, you know, we used to always say, if we can get the bankers in, we're doing well. Uh, so I started well. I didn't. I think, I think this, and I'm, it's either the first or the second of the season of bankers that I've lost, because I haven't, I think there's not been many. But uh, yeah, I'd taken Manchester City away at, at Villa. Um, I thought they were going to pump them. Uh, they didn't. Uh, Allen scored early in the second half and they could have been 3-0 up by the time that, that Villa got an equaliser and also pressed after that but Villa did quite well um, and you know if, if whoever keeps backing Gerrard to be sacked next is not doing very well <laughs> with, uh, How much time does that realistically buy him the one point that... no, Tuchel going Oh true, oh yeah yeah. today, this morning, the market has been cleared, yeah Quite right. But I, uh, yeah, so City did not win, but they, they then went on to thump Sevilla 4-0 away. So uh, that, that was good of them. Um, yeah, Joey, how has your banker gone? Yeah, my banker was uh, Ghent versus Charleroi, and I had both teams to score, and that cashed in the 37th minute of the first half. And really, Ghent scored on their first shot in the first half, and Charleroi had two attempts, so um, scored on one of them. Game finished 2-1 after uh, Get got a red card, but we had what we needed, and yeah, that's what we like. Superb. So no banker treble this week, unfortunately, but but 2 out of 3 ain't bad, as Meatloaf was prone to saying. On to the value picks. Oh, man, I still can't believe this didn't come in. Kawasaki away at Shonen and the the away win for Kawasaki was better than evens, which I just really like the look of. And and Kawasaki took the lead after twenty minutes, and they they don't throw away leads very often, but they did this time. Shonen equalised in the second half, and then Kawasaki just pressed the game uh, for the remain the remaining thirty minutes, and of course got hit on the counter in the ninety fourth minute and lost two one. Uh, so a bit of a shock result in Japan. Um, I still really like those better than even money odds, but that was a, a loss for me in the value column. Uh, yeah, it wasn't maybe one L in the, the word value, but it was certainly two on the podcast. Um, I, I, I had taken um, Andorra versus Granada in here, uh, and, I, and I had taken Granada away. Uh, it didn't start very well with um, Mr. I. Gilles, um, 
scoring for Granada, uh, scoring for Andorra after six minutes, uh, and then fuck all happened until uh, the end of the game that mattered. Uh, Granada did get a goal chopped off in the 69th minute um, with with VAR and had another couple of pretty good chances in there. But if you look at the stats, 17 attempts on goal versus six, three shots on goals versus three. So, you know, they didn't they didn't convert those shots and goal into shots. Uh, to, sorry, goal attempts into shots on target. But yeah, just just disappointing. I mean, I'm going to keep back in Granada throughout the rest of the season, and I have been. They were in my five team ACA last week. Um, I just. I just can't take them seriously because, you know, they're named after an ITV subsidiary channel. I mean, yeah, that's a very localised joke for anyone born after, or born pre, like, 1990. Probably. Uh, yeah. I think it was the northwest of England, Yorkshire area. I do remember that. But, uh, um, yeah. Why? Why was it called that? I don't know. Why is, any, why is anyone named anything? Well, I don't know, but like the name of something. I mean, the Alhambra's in Granada, so um, and it's a big golden palace. So maybe they thought they would be palatial in their in their broadcasting. But what's it got to do with like the East Ridings of Yorkshire? You tell you go and find. I can't tell you. I don't know. Go find that out for next week. I will for next week. There we go. Joey, does Joey know? He's uh, he was gesturing. You you were gesturing there. I was gesturing one one Leverkusen Bruges, but um, yeah, no, I I can't help on that front. Unfortunately, I did kind of help on the Valley front last week, and I had Werder Bremen over one and a half team totals, and that started kind of around evens and dropped down a little bit. But hey, it came in, and if you listen back on the podcast, I I kind of said yeah, evens versus two point three seven. Yeah, Bremen are going to win this. It's not going to be one nil. Little did I expect um, it would take the 86th minute for Bremen to get their first goal and not until the 92nd for that second one. Um, the reason why I kind of like this, in, in the first half, there were plenty of chances for Werder Bremen. They ended up having eight shot attempts, two on target. But I kind of thought this was going to be a little bit more high scoring and both teams would kind of open up. And there was a brief period where it did open up and it was end-to-end action. but. Neither team really could just finish. And at the end of the day, it was my boy, Nicholas Fulkrug, that uh, bailed us out. Fulkrug's been very good this season, but Jesus, Joey, were you lucky in that game? Bochum got a goal disallowed in the 81st minute when it was was nil-nil, and I got a goal alert. And I was like, oh, Joey's bet, right? Because it was the only game I think going on that I was really following at that time. And I got a goal alert. I was like, right, I need two Werder Bremen goals in the last 10 minutes. Oh, here we are. Oh, it's a Bochum goal. Offside, and then of course, eighty-six minute in stoppage time. What's going on, man? That was great. <laughs> yeah. They, I mean, if you look at the game against uh, the match against Dortmund, they were trailing two 0 going into the, I think it was eighty-six, maybe eighty-eighth minute, and they ended up winning three-two at Dortmund. Um, that was the first time ever, I think, if that uh, Dortmund had lost a game when leading by two goals going into the final ten minutes of a match in the history of the club. And the hist- that is an incredible stat. And and that just kind of speaks to how Bremen's really attacking this season. And they're just being ruthless. They don't care what the score is. They don't care if they concede. They've had plenty of 2-2 draws this season. They are just going to attack you as much and as often as they can. There is a brilliant stat about Bremen this season. We're, what, eight games into the, the Bundesliga or something like that? Um, and 
seven of their 12 goals so far this season have come after the 86th minute. That's absolutely, that's absolutely bizarre. Um, I think I think they've all they've also done so, they also scored a lot of headers. I think possibly. I think I read that somewhere this week. They they they, they continually that, um, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Well done. Uh, <laughs> it didn't look likely. I wonder what odds you would have got for over uh, one and a half vertebrae goals in play. Yeah, with five minutes to go. Yeah. Would have been all right, but well done in getting your value in. On to the outsiders. I took an outsider loss this week. Uh took a Vispa Fukuoka against Nagoya. I fancied this game to be a bit of a coin flip, which which it turned out it was. They lost the game 3-2. Um, and they went down it was 3-2 with about mm, half an hour to go, and they got a man sent off. Uh and and it just killed the game and the game ended 3-2 so what what had been a, a back and forth affair with plenty of goals were just killed with the red card um, but they were 2-1 to one, so can't grumble too much My outsider um, it's probably started off exactly the way I wanted it to do but didn't end well uh, I'd taken uh, Bodo versus Mulder to be a draw because both of them were playing in Europe during the week and Bodo started the game going up 1-0 which was uh, Mulder started the game going up 1-0 which was great Bodo brought it back to one each like two minutes later Moldy then went on an absolute tear and won this game 4-1 away from home. Um, to give you context of that, they were 15-4 to to do so. So this was not what the, the bookies were looking at for this game. It, it, a total on the other side of it, uh, you know, um, they were, I mean, Odo were 7-11 at home to take this. So I feel on the right side of at least getting a draw, but certainly not on the right side of the actual result, which was Moldy torching them 4-1. Um, yeah, and both teams have got to play in Europe this week. Uh, Moldy will feature for me later on on the back of that emphatic win. But uh, yeah, didn't get the outsider in there, but was uh, very surprised by Moldy's result. Joey, how did you do outside? Yeah, games? yeah so for my outsider, I had a Donna Demir score, and I liked the win plus both teams to score when they traveled to Hatay score. And it kind of played out how I was expecting in the sense that this match finished 1-1 and that's kind of what the, the books were shading and I knew it was going to be a little bit tighter. Um, what I was not expecting was a Donna Demir sport to miss so many shot attempts on frame. Um, they, they ended up equalizing in the 90, 99th minute after they had a goal chopped off in the 94th minute. Big theme of late goals last week. Um, but reasonably, I, there's no reason they shouldn't have been equal well before that because they had 23 shot attempts that match. But only seven of them were on target. And so with a shot conversion like that, I mean, there, there's no way you can expect to win games. And so hopefully, I, I guess fortunately, they drew it. So kind of shaded my... I guess misfortunes, but I mean, it, if that in hindsight, I was expecting that late goal to be the winner, maybe perhaps, but maybe in another life. Uh, so no outsider for me this week. No, no, no outsiders all round, which moves us on to the charity bet. Um, I can't remember what my pick was, so we'll just glaze over that. 
and uh, move on to Gordo. I think I remember what it was. <laughs> Shall we? I, mean, I was bigger in your pick as well. I mean, I am. <laughs> my pick was, I, I know fine well what my pick was. My pick was Arsenal to beat <laughs> Manchester United um, on Sunday. And if you listen to Arteta after the game, he will claim they had the best of it and, and played the way they wanted to. But I watched the game and, and was incredibly frustrated by Arsenal, um, who lost the game 3-1. And I think Man United deserved to win it for the way that they set up and the way they played. I mean, it was a, it was a bad, bad result for my uh, Arsenal to win the league and Napoli to win the league double. Um, but uh, Long way to go, Gordon. To go. Plenty more Arsenal heartaches to come. Just now, now, that you, now that you have a vested interest in that team, yeah. oh, you've got, you've got a lot well, to look forward I mean, Liverpool to. We're currently losing 4-1 to Napoli in the Champions League, so I, I don't even... It feels... and I've, I mean, I've backed them to lose to Napoli because we've been playing shit at the moment, but... I really hope Napoli take this victory forward and go on with the rest of the season <laughs> in that kind of manner. Um, yeah, my charity bet was my only shining light last week. Uh, paid out after 13 minutes. Uh, this was Brescia versus Perugia. Ended up 2-1. Uh, Brescia won this game. They actually got a goal chopped off. Uh, not a goal chopped off, a penalty missed by uh, Sergio Mario uh, later on and he was subbed, very rightly so, four minutes later. Uh, you can watch the highlights of this on YouTube. Uh, his penalty was dreadful. Um, yeah, two one there. Um, went off at eight to seven, just over even money. So, um, I'm bringing a pick this week that's less than that. So I'd like to like to have them both noted that uh, they were around even money uh, when put together. So <laughs> last week's pick and this week. So, Joey, how did you do charity wise? Yeah, so for my charity pick, I had Club Bruges versus Circle Bruges and the Bruges Derby, and I liked both teams to score. And I, I had a feeling it'd be a little bit cagier. It was, it's kind of one of those things where you know Club Bruges is going to score. Um, it's more or less coming down to whether or not Circle Bruges, um, would be able to capitalize on their chances. And again, the theme of the the week last week was not necessarily late goals this time, but just not being able to put your shots on target. Um, Circle Bruges had more shot attempts. But less shot attempts on goal. They had 13 shots, but only two of them were on frame. And this more or less played out exactly how I was expecting, where they were going to kind of sit back and try to hit club on the counter. And unfortunately for us, we, uh, oh man, I, yeah, I really thought that was going to come in. I was really hoping that, uh, that would come in. But on the other side of that, I could not imagine sitting on Sunday with two out of three in the charity bet and having to watch that Arsenal match. <laughs> and I would have been, oh, that that would have been tough. And I, the only thing I can think in that side, I tried to be quiet. I tried to kind of play nice, we'll say, last week uh, when we were going through the run-throughs. But my only thought was, at first I thought you were taking the piss, to be honest, Andy. But then I was like, wait a minute. No, Arsenal, they're in good form. Oh, he must think this is the Invincibles 2.0. And so with that sense, okay, sure. And I, I was I was personally thought it was gonna be a two two draw, but my boys kinda they they, they pulled it out and Marcus Rashford had himself today. Arsenal football's got football's gone soft. Arsenal had a very good goal chopped off for something that happened ages before. And I thought the whole point of VAR was for like a clear and obvious error, not some sort of fifty-fifty where there's contact made on a guy's thigh. Like they need to sort VAR out what they use it for. 
And I used to have great, arg- not arguments with John Walker. I think we were both on the same side. But back in the day when they first introduced VAR, man, I hated it and I still dislike it. But anyway. Well, I look forward to this week, you boys getting some of your charity bits in. Uh, <laughs> I like I that. Like that you, too. <laughs> you've not you've not had a very good week yourself, Gordon, but no, there you no, are. Just you still like to end it with a dig. <laughs> right into both of you. Come on, I clearly care about charity more than both of you combined. So my um, same yeah. my saving grace for the week was um so for those of you that are tra- in the Trample Bet Club on Patreon. So patreon.com forward slash trample bet or find the trample bet club on the Patreon app. It's six quid a month. Um and you get the middle section of this show where we, we talk about other sports and other football bets that didn't quite make the show. And we produce a cheat sheet with all the picks written down and various other things. Um and allow you to give something back to the show. Uh so si- sign up if you fancy it, although um whether you'd want to after the week we just had is 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 another question. Um but the saving grace from my week was um, I tipped Dustin Johnson to win the Live Golf Boston event, and he did so in fine form with an eagle in the first playoff hole after finishing his three shotgun rounds at minus 15, tied first. Uh, and that putt he hold on the first playoff hole was going like an absolute train. Hit the back of the cup, popped up about a foot in the air, and then dropped straight down. So six to one winner um, in the golf. And we're going to head to that middle section on Patreon just now. And those of you listening through the normal podcast channels, you'll hear a brief advert and we will see you shortly for this week's picks. Welcome back. And now on to this week's picks for the weekend of Saturday, September 10th, 2022. Same as always, banker value outsider picks from each of us and then a pick from each of us for the charity treble. £10 of our own money on it and any returns, including the stake, going to a charity of our choosing, which will be announced should we win on next week's show. So I'll kick us off as usual with the banker bets this weekend in Japan, Saturday at 11am for the Yokohama F Marinos against Avispa Fukuoka. And the home win for Yokohama is 6-11, to 11, which I think is a really good price, better than 1-2. to two. Uh, They're top of the league. Avispa are 15th. And Yokohama are usually solid in front of their own fans. They lead the league in home performances. 32 points gained from 12 home matches. That's a phenomenal record. Um, 12 home matches, obviously 36 possible points, and they've got 32 of them. Avispa Fukuoka are slumping at the moment. They're bottom of the whole league when it comes to the five-game form table. They've only picked up one point from the last five league games. It's a great spot to back the F Marinos, and that's really all I need to say on it. Very concise uh, Japanese rendition there, Andy. That's good. Um, yeah, I'll take you to Norway for my pick. Uh, this is Molda away at Yerv, uh, and I fancy an away win here at one to four. Um, Molda are the the best team in this league after dispatching their uh, their their title chasers uh, Bodo last week uh, at Bodo's home ground four one. They're now ten points clear at the top. 21 games played, so it's nowhere near finished. But, you know, they're, 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 they're in the meat of the season here. They play against, in the relegation spot, 14-point Yerv. Um, 
Yerv haven't been very good recently. They, uh, their last few games have been a 2-1 loss against ODD, a 2-0 loss to Bodo, and a 6-0 loss to Strongeset in there. So they've been pretty poor. Mulder are, if you look at the global, I sent this to the boys earlier on this week, the global table of last five games, like it just includes like teams playing in all divisions. Mulder are like sixth. Who are top of that? Did you notice? Celtic at the time. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely rinsed against Real Madrid. Wow. Well, they didn't. They played quite well in the first half. Anyway, Moldit, I think, will we'll win this handsomely. They, they're playing in the Conference League during the week uh, against Ghent, or Genk, one of the G-E-N teams. Um, they are, they're playing in the Conference League, and myself and Joey were talking about the uh, Moldit getting through this group. Um, so they're playing against Ghent. I think they'll, they, they, they should... I, I don't think the Conference League is going to take that much priority for them. I think winning the league and getting back into the Champions League next season should be much more of a, a, a push for them. Anyway, Mould it win this game away from home. 1-4 to four against the second worst team in the league. Easy for me. Joey, what do you have? Yeah, so for my banker this week, I'm going to take us to England. And I like Chelsea versus Fulham, both teams to score. And you can get that around one 1.67. It was at 1.7, kind of starting to drop. I'd imagine it'll settle kind of around 2 to 3. And that's on Saturday at 12.30. And Chelsea sit in sixth place on 10 points, while Fulham are only two points back, with both sides scoring and conceding eight goals, and while well, scoring eight goals and conceding nine goals, with Fulham scoring nine. Um, but Fulham have seen both teams score in four straight league matches and five of six league matches so far this season. But Fulham have also seen both teams to score in four straight home matches, and they've scored seven of their nine goals this season at home. Chelsea at the moment are a bit of a hot mess. Uh, they've sacked their manager, and <laughs> they and that's after losing one nil in the Champions League to Dinamo Zagreb, which, in my, I don't think that's really that poor of a result. Granted, a team like Chelsea, they probably should be winning that, but Zagreb are a good team. I'm not gonna fault them for getting something out of that match but i mean yeah Chelsea. can i just cut in there in the facebook group you posted an incredibly good first goal scorer at fucking four to one in that game uh straight in with zagreb's correct man in there so uh you're not you're not one to toot your own horn which is incredible considering you're sitting in a fucking man united strip and have man united <laughs> behind you um but Great pick in there, and please continue with your selection. I, <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, little little extra nugget. Orsic is definitely going to be one to keep an eye on this season. He is insane. Yeah. Um, keep an eye on him. He might be moving to uh, one of the big European leagues pretty soon. I would not be surprised by, by that one bit. Um, but so <laughs> the pick this week, both teams have scored because just Chelsea is kind of really struggling to keep clean sheets at the moment. Um, they have plenty... Plenty of firepower with Obama Yang, Kai Havertz. Uh, you got just recently signed Raheem Sterling and my boy Christian Pulisic. Well, I was hoping we'd kind of come on and make the difference in that Zagreb match, but alas, it didn't happen. But uh, Chelsea have actually seen both teams to score in four of their last five league matches, and they have conceded six goals in their last three away matches, including three to Leeds and two to Southampton. Um, Fulham being recently promoted. Definitely, we're not expected to be doing this well. Um, they picked up some great results, including a 2-2 draw with Liverpool. Um, and I think one of the key here is, key things here is, I mean, it's going to take a scrappy goal. And 
Mitrovic is a scrappy kind of player, and you can never count Fulham out. I think the books are a little bit too short on uh, Chelsea, and this is a good spot for both teams to score. Hopefully this is a high-scoring match. Are you worried at all about Chelsea recently sacking their manager, and so for this game, them just consolidating the leakiness at the back and making their main priority not to concede goals? That's probably what they should do. Um, but that kind of leads into my Mitrovic scrappiness. Um, okay. If you kind of look at how that Arsenal versus Fulham match went, uh, that was probably the scrappiest goal I've seen in a while for Mitrovic. And that was definitely one of those matches where I rank Arsenal's defense a lot higher than Chelsea. So that kind of helps us in this fact. Cool. It does indeed. So uh, the treble on the bankers, Yokohama F. Marinos, Molde, and then both teams to score in film v. Chelsea comes in at 2.25 to 1 which is quite high for a banker treble um, 8 to 15 for mine on 365 7 to 10 for Joey's two quite big ones and then 1 to 4 for Moldy so that should that should be the real the real bankeriest of bankers there G-Man yeah I, I, if they if they gave me an odd if they gave me a market and goal kicks in that game I'd be there with it <laughs> <laughs> on to the value picks then um, these tend to be slightly bigger prices uh, where we think that there's a real good chance that it's going to come in at a price around even money. Um, my game is in the Bundesliga's Vice, the second tier of German football on Saturday at noon UK time for Hanover versus Braunschweig. Hanover are fifth. They're on 13 points from their opening seven games, but Braunschweig are dead last with four points from their first seven matches and a minus 10 goal difference to go with it. Hanover's last seven home games across all competitions have resulted in six wins and a draw. And they've also won their last four matches on the spin. So in quite good form. Put that up against Braunschweig, who have played three away games so far in the league and lost them all, scoring once and conceding 10 times on the road. The teams have met twice this decade. Hanover winning 4-1 at home in 2020 and winning again 2-1 in Braunschweig in 2021. The numbers say that this should be a comfortable home win for Hanover, and you'll get that at eight to eleven on Bet Three Six Five just now. Pick of the week, <laughs> the kiss of death. Pick of the week. Resting. Excellent. Hanover. Thank uh, you, Gordon. No, I, I I wanted this as my my value pick. Um, it, it, we all and do. I know we say this quite a bit, and for maybe for new listeners, when we're getting all our picks together, we send them to each other individually. But I try not looking anyone's. Um, before doing any selections, but I had Hanover down as my value uh, <laughs> prior to seeing Andy's there, so I think it's a really good shout in there. Um, so what did I end up with for my value pick? Um, French League One, uh, Marseille versus Lille, uh, a really really captivating game for me um, in, in French League One. Both teams have started out okay, but I mean PSG are going to run away with this league handsomely. Um, Marseille played Tottenham tonight. Uh, they're playing in the Champions League for the first time in a couple of years. Uh, they lost 2-0 and got a man sent off, a Richarlison double in there. Lille aren't playing European football this season. Now, Lille, in the last three, in the last four meetings between them, there's been 2-1 each draws, a 2-1 win for Marseille and a 2-1 win for Lille. So this game, it, it doesn't have any particular rhythm as if it's all Marseille or it's all Lille in here. Lille started out the season not fantastically. They, you know, they lost a historically poor game against PSG, seven-one. Uh, um, but they beat Montpellier last week, 
3-1 in there uh, and they beat Ajaccio the week before 3-1 uh, so they are scoring goals in there and the last two times this I was referring to when the fixture was playing in Marseille when the fixture's played in Lille they've won the last two on the spin so I just think that Marseille are going to be tired from playing midweek Lille are going to be up for this they're going to see this as an opportunity to be taking points off another contender for doesn't not even the title because PSG will have that wrapped up but the Champions League slots and the Europa League slots in there and Marseille are going to be knackered so Lille double chance for me is a shade under even money so it's 6-7 to seven, and I think that's a really good shout for this week Joey do you have anything uh, what do you think of Andy's pick Hanover versus the thing in there <laughs> <laughs> I, I that, not that one specifically, but I did like his charity pick. I didn't mention that in our little group yeah, chat. Well, but well, for my value pick yeah, this please. week, um, I'm looking in the uh, the Eredivisie in Netherlands, and I like uh, PSV versus Valvik, and I like both teams to score. And you can get that just shy of evens around like 1.9, 1.95-ish. It's kind of starting to drift in a little bit, but that's on Sunday at 1.30 p.m. And PSV, PSV sit fourth on 12 points. And they've scored a league-high 23 goals through five matches while conceding seven. And Volvic actually sit in eighth place on six points, scoring 10 goals, only conceding eight. And so far, PSV has seen both teams to score in five straight league matches, 10 of their last 11 matches overall, and six of their last eight home matches. Volvic, on the other hand, have also seen both teams to score in 10 of their last 11 matches overall. and. They've only been held scoreless once in their last 14 matches, with both teams to score in seven straight away matches. Historically, looking at this fixture, um, they've kind of struggled. It's been a lot of PSV wins to nil. Um, but looking at how PSV have set up this, this season and how they've kind of been playing their matches, and given the fact that they're playing Bodo versus or Bodo and Glint um, on Thursday, I think that's going to be a, a very, very tough matchup for them. And so kind of leaning into Gordo's uh, Europa League hangover, um, I definitely think they'll be conceding chances. And I think with the way that Volvic have been playing this season, they're averaging two goals a game. And I think they've got a good shot to get one today or on Sunday at 1.30 p.m. So that's why I like both teams to score in PSV versus Volvic. Superb. So if you like the three picks as a treble, Hanover, draw or Lille, and both teams to score in PSV versus Valvik, 5.06 to 1. And if you're searching for that game on a UK bookmaker, you can try typing in RKC um, because that's what they're down as in 365, where you'll find them as Valvik um, if you look on, on Flash Score or other places, just uh, be aware of that. But over 5 to 1 for the value treble. On to the outsider picks, where we look for something that the bookies have priced up as an underdog that we think has a good chance of coming in. I'm in the Danish Superliga on Sunday at 1pm for Norgeland versus Micheland. And the home win for Norgeland is 7-4 to four, um, at Bet365 just now, which is a pretty big price. We're eight games into the Superliga and Norgeland are top of the league just now, 19 points. And some really impressive results, such as the 3-1 demolition of last season's champions FC Copenhagen in their last home match. Michelin's usually solid. Um, you know, you usually find them in recent years 
fighting for the title, but they've started this season slowly. They've only accumulated nine points from their first eight matches. And this just seems like a good opportunity to get on an informed team at home against a team that's struggling for form at a big price. So almost two to one for a Norgeland win on Sunday at 1pm. Nice one. Uh, I will take you to Sierra B. Uh, and I'm leaning towards taking uh, Regina at Pisa here. Um, I think that um, Pisa being even money to start with is is nonsense. Uh, and I fancy Regina to take to, to take the victory in this game. Um, Regina are eleven to four here, so they are quite a big price outsider. You can get them at twelve to five, three six five as well. Um, and I'd probably recommend that because they've started doing payout on the uh, Sierra B uh, two goals ahead. Not stuff. Pisa started the season terribly. Um, this is a contrast between two teams uh, in in very different forms. Regina are top of the league, ten goals scored, two conceded, taking nine points from their first four games. These are joint bottom, uh, taking one point from their first four games, scoring six and conceding nine in there. Um, they lost last week to recently promoted Sud Tirol. Um, they've lost to Genoa, they've lost to Citadella, and they've lost to, you know, uh, they, they drew with Como in there. Regina started brilliantly, beating Sud Tirol 4 0, beating Regina 3 0, uh, sorry, beating Palermo 3 0, and beating Spal 3 uh, 1. I think Regina are overpriced here. I think. Pisa were good last season. Regina weren't very good. Pisa were challenging for the title and uh, kind of ended up, you know, in the not quite the they didn't make it into the promotion playoffy bit, and um, but they were close. They kind of fell away at the end. Regina had been rubbish last season. I think the bookies still think that. I don't think that. Eleven to four away from home. Joey, outsider. Yeah. So for my outsider this week, I'm uh, back in England. And I'm looking at Southampton hosting Brentford on Saturday at 3 p.m. And I like a Brentford win at 2-1. to one. Uh, Southampton sit in 12th place on 7 points, scoring 7 goals, conceding 10. And Brentford sit in 8th place on 9 points, scoring 15 goals, conceding 9. And so far, Brentford have only lost once in their last 10 matches, including an impressive 1-2 win, win away at the Emirates in the preseason. Um, whereas Southampton, they haven't been terrible so far to start the season, but they had a little bit of a sketchy preseason. And then some of their wins recently, I think, have been helped a lot from who they're playing. And one of those wins being against Cambridge United, a 3-0 win. And then Leicester, also 2-1. Uh, Leicester really aren't doing too great this season, so I'm not going to look too much into that. And also you have a 2-1 win against Chelsea um, in their last home match, which is admittedly a good win. Um, but I think the key there is one of their stars from that performance, Romeo Lavia, is going to be injured for this match. And he actually opened the scoring. So I think that's going to be a big loss. And granted, it's only one match between his injury. Um, but in the one match that they played without him, um, they lost 1-0 to Wolves, which Wolves have really been struggling to get goals this season. They've been kind of picking up draws when they can and just really holding on and trying to catch teams, I guess, in slightly more vulnerable vulnerable positions. But ultimately, that's, I mean, it's away from home, so we're not going to fault them too much for that. But Brentford have just been on an absolute tear this season. I mean, Ivan Tony, he's, he's just been sensational. He's third in the Premier League in the like the top scoring charts with five goals through five matches. 
and he had a hat trick in his last match against Leeds. Uh, granted, that was at home, but this Brentford side has really improved from last season, and I think this realistically could be a scored draw, given the way that a lot of Brentford's away matches have been going and some of Southampton's home matches, but I think the way this is priced, I'm loving getting 2-1 to one on Brentford. And if you look historically, in the three most recent matches, Brentford have actually won two out of those three, um, with one of those being while they were down in the lower leagues. So I think with a much improved Brentford team, I mean, Ivan Tony is just ruthless right now. And then, yeah, Southampton are kind of struggling with some injuries. I don't think it'll be a low-scoring match by any means, but I think Brentford should have the edge, and I love getting two to one for that. I'm not going to argue any any of them. Outsiders are outsiders, and the three of them combined, so the FC Norgeland, Regina, and Brentford, 27.98 to one uh, for the treble. I'll, I'll take the outsiders as a tricksy and hope for two out of three, and if all three come in, then that's the big bonus. They're the main picks from this week's show. Now on to the charity picks. I believe, G-Man, I will be backing it this week. Is that correct? Shall be. Although you've already got your tenor for it from that Hallen shout the other night for your 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 free bet. I do indeed. Shot on target at Paddy Power was. And unfortunately, that means the charity bet will be going on at Paddy Power and doesn't get bet three six five's lovely two goal payouts. But hopefully, that shall not matter and everything will sail in. Starting with my pick, which uh, I believe will be the first chronologically, Friday seven thirty p.m. in the German Bundesliga for Bremen versus Augsburg. Um, newly promoted Bremen, they've started the Bundesliga season well. We spoke about it earlier. Eight points for five games, but this is a bet against Augsburg more than anything else. They've won one and lost four of their opening five fixtures, and they were booed off the pitch after losing to Hertha at home last time out, which was a really bad result, because I think that was Hertha's first points for the season. Um and for what it's worth, Bremen have won this fixture the last three times it's been played in Bremen. Um, so dating back to 2019, 4-0, 3-2 and 2-0. Uh, I just like a home win here um, and it's priced appropriately at 4-7. to seven. Nice one. Um, one of those goals will be a header as well. There you go. Yeah, that's it. And after the... <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was it. We, 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 we researched that during the middle section and they're the first team in Bundesliga history to score a header in the opening five matches. Yeah, you, you'd think that, yeah, I, I'm not going to say anything about it, but you'd think that the teams would be like, right, um, you you mark a bit closer this game rather than giving these guys free headers. Um, I'll take you to Spain for my pick. Um, and this is this is Saturday at 1pm with Gijon versus Racing Santander in here. Uh, and I fancy the home win um, at the rather paltry odds of 7-11 or 3-5 depending on which bookie you, you choose to go with. Um, Ehorn have been good to start the season. They've they've taken eight points from their first four games, scored eight goals, conceded three. I mean, you don't generally get that many goals in this league. Um, Racing Santander, who had taken to draw a couple of weeks ago, have been awful. Uh, they have played four games, scored zero goals, conceded six goals, got zero points. So they've been mince to start off with. Um, and they're going to struggle this season. Um, you, don't, you don't start the season for zero and four uh, if everything's going rosy. I think Gijon or Gijon will have enough to do with uh, enough to, to to beat a recently promoted team here. They beat Andorra uh, a couple of weeks ago, four one in there, and they beat Ponferradina, who are always in this division, three uh, one last week. 
So not much more to it than that. I just think that, that the home team will, will get the win here. So that is um, Gijon at 7-11. to 11. Joey, what have you got to round us out this week? All right. So for my charity pick this week, um, I'm back in Belgium. And I'm going to go with one of my favorite teams at the moment. And I really like Antwerp away to Circle Bruges. And you can get an Antwerp win at 2.15. And that's going to be on Sunday at 3 p.m. Uh, Antwerp's at top of the league with a perfect 21 points through 17 or through seven matches, scoring 17 goals, conceding five, while Circle is at bottom of the league on five points, scoring only three goals, conceding 11. And admittedly, all five of their points have come at home so far this season with a good win against 10 man Anderlecht and uh, a nil nil draw against a Mecklen side that playing away from home, they lost their talisman from last season, Hugo Kuipers to Ghent. And so they've kind of been struggling for goals a little bit away from home. Whereas Antwerp, I mean, they're just on a tear so far this season. They beat Royal Union St. Jolas four, two, two matches ago. And they were the, the league leaders. They, they won the league last year. It's not a bad win. But the biggest thing for me here, um, they lost their talisman, Michael Frey, to an injury in that Ghent match where they won 2-1 away from home, which is a massive win. But in that first match without him against Westerlo, they ended up going out and winning 3-0. Um, I think that really speaks to the depth of this club. And away from home, they haven't lost in eight straight matches with only one draw during that, during that stretch. So I think given the way that Circle Bruges really are struggling to convert their shot attempts, looking at last week, Circle Bruges, both teams to score, 13 attempts, only two on target. Antwerp are going to kind of set up a little bit, and they have the defensive capabilities to really keep this team out. And I think this should be a good win, and I love getting over even money for that. Fantastic. Over even money, nice bit of value, love it. So the charity treble of Bremen, Gijon, Antwerp, four point four five to one. So hopefully we will have fifty four pounds forty five pence for a charity of our choosing next week. Fingers crossed. Yes, Joey, happy. Yeah, yeah I, I sure hope so. Yeah, I'm, I'm going for four four this week. I've got one last shot to do it. I'm swinging for the fences. Swinging for the fences. That's because we do our guests on a three-week rotation. So this is this is Joey's last slot in this rotation. But there's always another inning, Joey. The beauty of the game. Thank you so much um, for the last three weeks. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Yeah, it's it's always fun coming on. I appreciate you guys bringing me on so early in the season. Hopefully we can get some good guests coming on the rest of the season. I'm excited to see what you guys have in store. So are we. So are we. I'm sure you'll see some familiar faces and some uh, maybe some new guests. Who knows? Maybe some new ones too. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. We do have a Facebook group. There's a few hundred people um, just talking football betting, essentially. Uh, search Trample Bet Podcast on Facebook and, and join up to the group. Love to have you in there. We also have a Patreon channel where you can give something back to the show. It's about six quid a month. Um, you get the middle section of the podcast. You get special podcasts when there's a big event and the darts, the horse racing, golf, etc. And you also get all the picks from the podcast each week written down in a handy cheat sheet format. You can just pull up on the Patreon app. Uh, so you don't have to take any notes of the particular picks you like from the show. You can you can see them and review them at your leisure. Gordo, 
Joey, it's been great fun. Do enjoy the rest of your evening and we shall see you next week. Thanks for listening, everyone. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trampled Bet Podcast is produced by Andy Vaughn, Gordon McLarnan, and Gary Black, part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sports-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.